Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. Streetwise Athlone In this series, we learn about the old and recent history of the streets of Athlone, hear the thoughts and memories of locals and tourists, and the changes we might see in the future. Episode 22, Iona Park and Talbot Avenue. Historian Garrod O'Brien tells us about the history of the area. St. Columbus Terrace was the second housing estate in Athlone to be developed by Athlone Urban District Council and the first on the Connacht side of Athlone. It was completed in 1909. In 1951, the Urban District Council built Iona Park and they developed Iona Villas Estate in 2002. From Iona Park and Number One, there's a great view of the Bypass Bridge, which Charles Hawhey opened in 1991 and christened Shannon Way, a name which has since been changed to Cumann Bridge to honour the role women played in the fight for Irish freedom. In Athlone in 1961, everyone was familiar with the political turmoil in the Belgian Congo, as it was here that troops from Custom Barracks embarked on their first armed peacekeeping mission. A small band of soldiers, about 150 in all, from A Company, 35th Battalion, under the command of Pat Quinlan, came under siege from a force of several thousand Katangese soldiers. The siege lasted five days, and Commandant Quinlan, determined to bring his men home safely, agreed to surrender. The Irish were held hostage for roughly a month before being released. Apart from Commandant Quinlan himself, one of the other local heroes was his sergeant major, John Prendergast, who lived in Iona Park. Riverside Place is the modern name given to an attractive terrace of railway men's cottages built about 1880 for families of those employed in the nearby Midland Great Western Railway Station. The houses which are built back from the main road retain much of their period charm. At Lone Canal separates Iona Park from Talbot Avenue. Another attractive estate of 20 houses, built in 1938 to accommodate Flemish weavers who came to Ireland to instruct the workers in the Gentex factory in the skills of weaving. These were the first houses built by Gentex for their workers. They later built both St Asker's Villas and St Asker's Terrace. Talbot Avenue is named in honour of Matt Talbot, who was born in 1856 and died in 1925. He was a Dublin ascetic who struggled with alcoholism for much of his life and is now revered as a patron of those suffering from addictions. Athlone Canal was effectively Athlone's first bypass. It was cut in 1757 to provide a safe passage for boats and barges which could not get through Athlone because of the impediments to navigation in the riverbed. The canal cut by Thomas Omer provided an alternative route through Athlone and enabled cargoes to be loaded and unloaded at St Peter's Port, just south of the town. Beyond Talbot Avenue, a pathway leads to the site of the Number One Battery and the old Number One Swimming Spot, which was once a very popular bathing place for local families. The ruins of the Number One Battery, or gun emplacement, perched on a man-made hill, are all that remains of the Napoleonic fortifications, which gave their names to the batteries. The area beyond Talbot Avenue was once all ordnance ground for the British Army and was the location of a practice shooting range. 
Today there's a public right of way which provides a very nice walk around by the Shannon and the canal. We visit Iona Park to speak to some of the residents. What memories do you have? I have amazing memories of Iona Park, Erica. My grandparents lived there and um, I spent a lot of time in Iona Park. Fabulous neighbours, lovely, lovely people, uh, great community spirit and uh, yeah, it was just such a happy time for me. I think it was a different time, you know, there was no, um, no internet. Uh, we had a better childhood, definitely, than the children have today. Um, what would you be doing then? What we, oh, games, uh, yeah, football. games. Well, playing football because it was a big. There was a pitch um, at the back of Iona Park, you know, and um, a lot of the town's teams would come and play on the pitch. So I'd be in my granny's house waiting to see the teams arriving, and I go down and watch the match. And then there was a green area, and um, there was a religious celebration. It's uh, Our Lady. May, something to May, and my grandmother used to kind of host it in front of her house in the garden, plug in the priest's uh, microphone, we did the tea, all that for the neighbours, and we put out the chairs on the green and we had mass every year. It was lovely, yeah. Born and reared here in Iona Park, lived here for 40 years. Yeah. Mother and father lived here, died here, great neighbours, lovely terrors. Always great sporting activity with the football field behind us. You have the canal, access to the lake and lockery. Uh, a lot of, lot of boating enthusiasts around here. I'm in my boat at the moment here now, um, cleaning it out at the minute. And uh, it's a beautiful evening. I want to park, it's a lovely quiet area. Columbus Terrace is the small terrace on the way in. And opposite Iona Park, across the canal, is Talbot Avenue. A lovely area as well. Beautiful day out, lovely sunny evening. Everybody should be out walking around now, having a good time. And what's your favourite time of year for being down at the canal? Oh, summertime, always. Brilliant. Yeah. Lovely in the evening or early in the morning. Beautiful. And what would one of your favourite memories be from being here, baby? In Iona Park? Yeah. Ah. All of my friends that I grew up with and all mates still after 40 years, you know. Okay, and any special memories of the canal? Yeah. Learned how to swim in the canal. We used to swim across the canal to a place called Number One, where the diving board used to be. Great memories when we were all young in our 10 and 12, maybe to 15 years of age. Yeah, yeah, the water would be low, and then you could walk on this canal when it would freeze over in the winter. Yeah. We'd slide up and down it and all that. Growing up here was like an adventure trove, you know. All the lanes and the gardens at the back of Columbus Terrace. We used to play like cops and robbers or cowboys and Indians. No real guns, but we had the, the old ones that you get for Christmas. And the pouches tied onto you. Growing up here was great because, like, some of the gardens were overgrown. You'd never be found in them, so you could sneak through them. It was just a great atmosphere, great to grow up in. Now we're kind of at the back of my parents' house, looking onto what we called the soldier's field because back in the day, the army used to use this 
for training purposes. So when we were growing up, at one stage, I think they were ploughing the field to put football pitches in. The army had moved out, the residents took over, and we fought as residents, like all the areas, like they all fought, campaigned against the, the local government because they were going to build more houses in here, but there was no amenities for the kids around at the time. So um, we campaigned. I remember being part of the local team, Connex United, managed by Aidan McKenzie, my own parkman. And we all got our uh, Connex United uniforms, like the, the outfits we'd wear for soccer. And most of the Connex side of it alone marched on what is now the Loon Gallery. But it was at the time, I think, the, the council offices. And we marched up there and campaigned. We managed to get, um, I think, a lease on this field for 100 years or 99 years so that all the kids from Athlone could play, um, could play football and use it. And even the local kids. Though. So as you can see now, they're starting to gather. There must be a match on this evening. These guys are only like 12, 13 years of age, like same as we were back then. Streetwise Athlone. Historical research and presentation by Garrod O'Brien. Additional research by Damien McCallum. Interviews by Amanda Gunning, Ursula Ledwith, Mel Ray and Erica Follows-Smith. Editing by Kyle McKellen. Produced by Amanda Gunning. Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee.